Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the RR Show. This one might be a little bit weird. We're trying something new. Anton has let me out of the basement, providing I promise to be on best behavior. So we're going to be a bit more comfy this episode, a little bit more cozy. My name's Andy, by the way, and I'm going to be taking you through these awesome stories. Today, we're jumping into episode 158, and we're visiting r slash let's not meet. Our first story is from Rep143. Stalked in the woods. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. This may be a ramble of thoughts, but after recently stumbling on this sub, I finally felt a place I could offer something that my family and I experienced a few years ago that to this day still gives me a shiver. I've been camping solo backpacking and hunting my whole life in Oregon, and felt comfortable in the woods and have a deep respect for nature. A few years ago, my wife, daughter and two German shepherds went camping north of Mount Jefferson, Oregon. I've included the coordinates of our campsite which we found to be the perfect setup for us and our two dogs who need the privacy since they are intimidating to other dog owners and can be loud when spooked. It was not an established campsite, just a nice horseshoe off a USF road that had flat ground, full trees, and a fire pit. The first night, my daughter wanted to sleep by herself in a two-man tent right next to ours. It was maybe two feet away from me and my wife's tent. We made the male German Shepherd sleep, Guts is his name, with her in the tent. That whole first night, neither my wife and I could sleep. We both heard footsteps and they were heavy, not like typical forest critters scampering around at night. I was well armed because I was paranoid from reading recently before departing about a dad in California who was shot and killed in a tent next to his two infant daughters. Needless to say, both my wife and I had two pistols and my rifle with me. The dogs are great at detection. And that's why I felt my daughter could sleep alone because Guts is completely fearless and nothing would lay a hand on her without a battle to the death. All in all, nothing but bad vibes and loud footsteps occurred that night, which I ultimately decided was deer or maybe some elk. Day 2 in the morning We go for a walk down the road and maybe 300 feet away I see a circle area in the photo. I see an abandoned road where a rusted gatepost, gate was missing, and covered in vegetation. 
Something of a blue color caught my eye and Guts immediately takes off running down this abandoned road. My heart begins to race because I think it's another family camping like us and he's going to get himself shot or scare some innocent people to death. So I chase after him as fast as I can and the rest follow. He stops after 20 foot into the road and me yelling his name. But I've covered just enough distance to see there is nobody there and something is off about this sight. I yell, Hello? Anyone there? Sorry about the dog. I got no response. My curiosity gets the best of me and I have to see what the sight conditions were. As I get closer, I know something is wrong. It had all the necessities for a campsite, including a cooler, propane burner, tent, blankets, folding table, but every single item had been completely destroyed, smashed, and torn from what appeared to be claw marks. We all walk around in circles, puzzled why anyone would leave all their camping gear behind, including an expensive REI tent. I figured, well, someone left it in a hurry and animals got to the rest as the only logical explanation. Still, a propane tank and cooler were flattened by something, and it certainly wasn't snowpack with tree coverage in that spot. As the afternoon rolls in, me and my daughter are playing bockball at the campsite and my wife goes walking maybe 70 feet north to do her business. I do not have direct line of sight on her, but all of a sudden I see Guts make a mad dash straight towards her. Normally he would always be with me unless he is called over and she didn't call for him. His speed and focus caught my attention and I knew something weird was happening. So I ran over there and my wife starts jogging at me and I immediately draw my pistol. Guts has completely continued running into the forest another hundred feet before I call him and he stopped. My other dog, Leah, who never misses the opportunity to be the pack leader, is not taking point. I've had her for now seven years and this was the first time in her life she refused to leave my daughter's side. She was full hair raised and attached to us at the hip. Again, anytime we hike or play, Leah is up front bossing everything in her path and pauses to look to see where we are and continues. I asked my wife what happened and she said, I was trying to pee and all of a sudden I felt all my hairs raise. I knew someone was watching me and then I saw Guts running towards me. I got up and moved towards you. We spent 10 minutes looking for signs of anything. Saw no trails, no broken branches, nothing to point to what and where something went. We decide we're spending one more night since it's too late to pack up and drive but we will all be in the big tent together. Before we go to bed, I put a rope with a makeshift coin alarm around the perimeter of our campsite. I used a mint can and some coins and keys from our truck and zip tied it so that anything hitting the rope gave a little jingle. Very unsophisticated, but it put my wife at ease. As I go to tie my last corner off at the tree near our tent, our third mystery item unveils itself. It looks like someone has done the same exact thing I have done with a rope that was so old and brown I didn't see it at first. 
it was broken and only a few pieces remained, but sure enough, it was tied at roughly the same height, 8 to 10 inches off the ground, and even had a few rusted washers on it. I immediately felt someone had stayed here before and put the same exact makeshift warning system on the exact same tree I met maybe 10 to 15 years ago based on the condition of the rope. Now perhaps my paranoia has reached a whole new height, but I had to make sure the girls felt we are safe. And at this time, the only thing I could think of was when the evening came round, I made them sit in the truck, and I fired a clip of my 45 into the dirt as a signal to whatever was out there that we were armed. I reassured the girls that anybody listening to that now knows we have two wolves and are armed, and we are too risky of a target, so we can sleep safely. That night we heard no footsteps, the dogs never barked or perked up, and we left early the next morning. Fast forward to today and I watched the Amazon Missing 411 Hunted documentary, and I noticed a cluster smack dab close to where we camped that week, and a flood of dread rushes me as I think of that mysterious abandoned campsite with a ripped tent and smashed cooler and cooktop. We've been camping since, and have enjoyed the beauty of the Northwest, but there was something there at that place that possibly took or harmed someone else less than 300 feet from where we camped. And we all thank our lucky stars Guts was doing his thing so well that afternoon. There is pics of Leah and Guts, and they are as adorable as they sound. So make sure you jump on our Discord. We'll drop a link to the post so you can see them. There is also a picture of, uh, like, Google Maps screenshot of where the uh, campsite was, if you're interested in that. Our next story comes from a user that has an awesome username. This is from Wilhelm Baudelaire. Man in forest kills animals and chases after me while ringing bells in the dark. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This is truly the scariest, most horrible thing that has ever happened to me. I have never been so petrified in my life. To this day, I still do not know who this man was, what he was trying to do, or if he still is where I saw him. Now, I apologize for how long this geographical description is going to be, but I felt it was important for everyone to understand exactly how secluded I was when this happened, and how badly it could have ended if it wasn't for my parents. I was back home for the summer for the first time in a year after starting uni. Our home was, still is, just outside of a small town with forests all around. There was also a small man-made lake which was diverged from a river that ran for miles through the forest and ramified into a few streams east of the lake. Near my home, there was a small grassy patch that led to the river following the stream. It was a long walk, 
but one I used to go on often as a child. I knew the forest there well. I knew where I could cut through dense trees to meet the stream. The walk I would go on always led me off path. It turned slowly northwest, away from the stream, and then took a sharp turn to the west after a few miles walk, at which point the stream was hidden quite deep in the forest. I'd continue to walk north, follow the stream through the forest, get to the river, then follow the river west to get to the lake. It's really, really easy to get lost in this forest because the terrain isn't just a slope down to the water, it goes up and down and you end up completely surrounded by trees. I'd spend many days wandering around there alone or with my dad over the span of 18 years. Never saw anybody else in the forest. I went there twice that summer, both times alone, allegedly. The first time I left in the morning, I walked along the path away from the stream to the sharp bend, then cut back into the forest. I reached the stream after an hour or so. As I was running my hands in the water, I heard a bell from far away coming from the north. Something was making a bell ring fervently and periodically, which I found strange. I listened well, wondered if it was a lost hunting dog and started moving towards the sound. Yeah, I bloody know I'd be the first person to die, but I was heading north anyway, so what the hell? Because of how clear the sound was, I realized it must have been a big bell, therefore it couldn't have been an animal because it would have been too big to fit on a collar. I kept moving, and the bell was moving away from me. It stopped completely after five minutes. The stream wasn't big enough or strong enough to carry a bell of that size even if it was enclosed in a tin or something, and the river was still far too far away for it to be coming from there. I thought of everything, but nothing explained the sound, apart from one obvious thing, which I just didn't feel comfortable with for some reason. I knew it had to have been a person. I stopped thinking about it and just walked on normally, until I found a badger, a blooming dead one, carefully decapitated. It had obviously been done with a knife. It was fairly fresh. The body was still limp, and there wasn't too much smell coming from it. The wound was full of maggots, but I knew that happened soon after exposure. The sound of the bell had been following the stream. So had I. So the badger was put there. Maybe killed there? At least decapitated there? while I was walking that way. I suppose. I don't know, really. Nothing else happened that day. But one week later, I went back for the second time that summer, and the last time ever. I left home around 6pm. I made it to the stream, then walked to the river in an hour. Then, I decided to go back the way I came because it was getting late and it was raining quite heavily. The sun set around 9pm. I was walking as fast as I could. The sound of the rain in the trees was surreal and loud. I was somewhat trotting with my head down for a while through the clearest and most open part of the forest when I bumped into something heavy. The smell was sickly. 
It was the decomposing body of the badger, with his head strung to his front paws. It looked a bit like a ham because of the way it was tied. It's just swinging from a tree, like an almost literal load of bollocks. It was this putrid bag of stench, wet and dripping, green liquid. I started gagging. I had some sort of mucus textured fluid in my hair. It was repulsive. At first, I just stared at it, slightly gobsmacked. Then I started fidgeting violently because I felt like I was drenched in its juices. I was soaking from the rain. My senses became confused. It felt like a bucket of ice water had been thrown over me when I realized that I walked the same way to get to the river so someone had strung up the body after I'd passed on the way there. Someone knew I'd see it. So, was someone watching me? Running around the forest? Was the faint sound of branches breaking around me not animals? I looked around and started jogging. I was half running, half walking away from the stream, back towards the path for a while when I heard the bell again. I proceeded to call my dad while running. I told him to meet me on the path where it sharply turns west. It was the closest part of the path to me, to go as fast as he could, and that someone was in the forest. I can't explain the feeling I had. It was like I just shit out my intestines and stomach. I literally felt the hairs on my neck raised despite being soaked. It was dark. I jogged as fast as I could. I was panicking because the path was still a bit far away, just too far to feel safe. It was raining. Every single sound was muffled. I felt like everything was further away than ever before. The bell went on for way longer than the last time, on and off. I felt like it was surrounding me at one point. The fear combined with my compromised hearing and the fact that I couldn't flip and breathe properly was making me slightly lose my sense of direction. I was automatically heading southwest, but I wasn't really sure what I was even doing. I was breathing like a goddamn horse, coughing up my lungs, kind of crying out loud like a toddler does, tripping over leaves and twigs like an idiot. I stayed on the phone with my mum, who was on her way with my dad. I kept hearing sounds, but I wasn't sure what they were. My mum was screaming on the phone at the same time that they were on the path, that I needed to run, that my dad had gotten out and was heading east from the path bend. I was terrified. I went straight into survival mode. I was doing the half-running, half-speed-walking thing again because I was out of breath. Then, I heard branches break, clear footsteps for the first time from down in the forest, and the bell ringing louder. I didn't want to, but I looked over my shoulder. That's when I saw what was in the forest with me, a tall figure creeping in my direction at the very end of the clearing, ringing this bell slowly in front of his stomach. I could tell he was staring straight at me. Now I don't know if I had a hidden secret sprinting ability or instinctual adrenaline-induced superhuman powers, but when I tell you I ran for my life, I fucking didn't look back once. I screamed as much as I could. 
I lied. I'm on the phone with the police. They're on the path. Dad, I can see you. I'm here. I wanted to yell. Dad, please, where are you? But I kept that to myself. I felt like something awful was going to happen. I felt like the man was right behind me. I kept telling myself not to look back. I was gasping and wheezing, crying so hard and screaming for my dad. I felt shivers on my neck and then switched off. I just ran. I even dropped my bag and only realized I didn't have it anymore when I was in the car. I felt like my phone was my only way home. Things no longer felt real. It was like my legs were moving by themselves. I didn't know if the man would still follow me. I could only hear my heart beating in my ears and that damned bell. I finally heard my dad shout my name and I knew he was coming my way and that he could see me because of the imitation of his voice. I pretty much lunged myself at him when we got to each other. My dad heard the bell too. My mum could hear it on the phone. She was waiting with the car, ready to leave. Fast. I do like a good scary story. I don't know if anyone else had the same image, but for some reason, as soon as he described the guy with the bell, all I could think of was a Tombury from Final Fantasy. I think it's a lamp rather than a bell, but that's, that's the image that came to my head for some daft reason. Anyway, guys, as always, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I can't wait to see you in the next one. Until then, peace out.
slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.